what we have to understand is that aluminum is toxic to just about everything. It serves no purpose for bacteria, plants, or animals, including us. I don't know, I find that uh, they're brainwashed, the, the standard empty. Unless he's experiencing an enlightenment experience at one point in time, he's going to be brainwashed into believing that the only way to deal with chronic disease is going to be prescription drugs or some form of chemotherapies or, or it's going to be a, a surgery of some sort. And they're automatically brainwashed to thinking that anything outside of this is going to be counterproductive and ineffective and it's just a bunch of crazy people doing crazy things. They've, they've lost the ability to think for themselves. They've lost the ability to objectively look at something and make a decision, a logical decision. Because when I approach people and say, look, why did you do this? Don't you understand? I get attacked. Well, you don't. And then there's just a total lack of cognition. There's a total lack of ability. Before we get into the show, I want to share with you the Z-Stack, a powerful immunity-building vitamin pack formulated by Dr. Zelenko, the founder of the Zelenko Protocol. Many of you may have seen my interview with Dr. Zelenko explaining how the combination of quercetin and vitamin C together is a powerful zinc ionophore gun which delivers zinc, the bullet, into the cell where the virus is. Zinc blocks the virus from getting into the cell. Corsetin and vitamin C together are a safe over-the-counter alternative to hydroxychloroquine. Access to this is needed when government restricts and bans effective treatments. Also, it has been established that high normal levels of vitamin D is important for warding off sickness and staying out of the hospital. With the dangers of the COVID shot, we need a strong immune system to keep from getting sick. The danger is getting sick. That's when the effects of the bioweapon shot takes over. The Z-Stack will provide you with a defensive weapon to fight a potential virus. You can see the studies and also buy yours today at the link below or at sarahwestall.com under shop. I also highly recommend C60 gel caps, daily zeolite detox, and my probiotic greens to maintain a healthy body, all of which you can get at my shop at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have a really important show for you today. I have Dr. Bill McGraw coming to the program. We're going to talk about detoxing of aluminum and graphene oxide. He starts with aluminum because he just wrote a book on detoxing aluminum and how we're just absolutely bombarded with aluminum. It's creating Alzheimer's, it's creating reduction in sperm, it's creating autism has creates inflammation galore in your body and we are absolutely bombarded with it so he's going to talk about that and how all of us and this affects all of us and so we need to look at this seriously and then the graphene oxide how do we detox that as well we all know that there are reports coming out that it's in these vaccines for COVID and also in the flu vaccine, they're seeing the graphene oxide and maybe other medications and other shots that you might have received. You should look and see, maybe do some research on what was in the shots that you, you have received because they're using graphene oxide more as a transport for different medicines. So it could be all over the place. So this is a really important interview. I suggest that you take notes because he just packs this in. And for those of you that would rather just go purchase his book, I think that's a good option because there's so much information here. 
I also want to let you know my Ebonier members are going to get a free copy of his book. So those of you who are members, please uh, look for that as well. And you can always sign up for Ebonier at sarahwestall.com under subscribe or for sarahwestall.tv if you also want to get my exclusives but aren't as interested in the books. So when you're there subscribing, don't forget to sign up for my newsletter because that's how I keep in contact with everyone. So please do that with censorship being so bad. I don't, you know, that's how you're going to be able to reach people. And even with email, I'm noticing people are just sporadic, sporadically not getting my email. It's awful. So just make sure I'm not in your junk mail. Um, if you're using Gmail, maybe you should look at doing something else. I don't know. Gmail has been better lately. So maybe they've, uh, maybe just kind of backed off for a while and they're going to get bad again. Just because they're not bad now won't mean that they're not going to get bad again. We've seen their behavior in the past. Past behavior is the best indicator of future behavior. And that has been proven with multiple studies of just kind of how human beings act. Very few can really change their habits. And I, for one, want to be somebody that can change my, change my habits. But I know how hard that is. And so that's why it's the best indicator of future behavior because these big guys, once they're thugs, it's really hard for them to not become thugs or be thugs. Anyways, let's get into this really, really important interview with Dr. Bill McGraw. Hi, Bill. Welcome to the program. Uh, thanks very much for having me, sir. It's great to be here. I am really excited to talk to you about this because it might be one of the most important I think it's one of the most important, it is one of the most important topics that we need to talk about. And that is detoxing heavy metals out of our system, out of our brain, out of our organs. We're going to be talking a lot about aluminum, but we're also going to be talking about graphene oxide. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, with these vaccines that they're putting out right now, I can't call them a vaccine. They're a gene modification, uh, something or other. And they are putting graphene oxide into these. And my understanding is that the flu vaccine has graphene oxide in it as well. And that many vaccines have the aluminum. And also we're being sprayed and we're uh, so many different products have it. Can you talk about how we're getting all this before we get into graphene oxide, how we're getting all this aluminum into our bodies and what it's doing to us? Uh, the reason that there's so much aluminum out there is because the production of aluminum has just skyrocketed. Right now, worldwide aluminum production has increased by a factor of three times between 1975 and 2005. There's a total aluminum production of 70 million tons creating 150 million metric tons of waste every year. So one of the reasons that we're getting hit with it so much is because it's cheap uh, and it's effective in a lot of different applications in terms of industry. So it winds up in so many different things. Uh, some of these sources people are gonna be familiar with, some of them are gonna be a bit mind blowing for people. But one of the things I gotta point out before we get into the, the really heavy duty stuff is one of the insane things that happens is when we process aluminum, which originally started in the 1880s, uh, we get something uh, called fluoride, which is a waste product of the aluminum processing in it. What do you do with the waste product? Well, you put it in your drinking water. And this first happened in 1945 in Michigan. And currently, uh, just about all the drinking water in the United States contains about at least two milligrams per liter of fluoride. 
fluoride. And of course, fluoride is causing the removal of enamel on your teeth. And then it also causes something called fluorosis. Now, fluorosis is demineralization of the bone. So it's a loss of minerals of the bone. And it's sort of a, it's a, it's a calcification of, of uh, ligaments and tendons. And so what happens is it contributes to the hip fracture phenomenon currently going on, which is totaling, one, totaling right now 1.7 million hip fractures per year. Uh, it's expected to increase to 6.3 million hip fractures by 2050. So instead of solving the mineral uh, deficiency problem and uh, the minerals leaching from bones, what they do is just replace the hip. And as I tell my clients, well, you might as well replace the other hip and your knees and everything else, or you could solve the mineral deficiency problem and remineralize your bones. Okay, so what's the next part of the story is really when we look at the, where the aluminum comes from and how it gets into our food primarily, we could say that 50% of all arable land uh, right now has a problem with acidity. And when we have acid soils less than 5.5, they're high in aluminum because the aluminum becomes soluble and it becomes free and the plants take it up. To how it's, what we have to understand is that aluminum is toxic to just about everything. It serves no purpose for bacteria, plants, or animals, including us. And plants have to get rid of it or they're gonna die. So to deal with this high aluminum in these low pH soils, which normally doesn't exist. I mean, free aluminum does not exist anywhere and it was has not been available until we started processing it and taking it out of the ore. And then it finds its way into the soils everywhere else. So plants use something called oxalate and they combine aluminum with oxalate and push it into tissues or exude it out of the plant into the soils. Now that's a good thing because the plant's gotta survive and if the plant is preyed upon or, or rather eaten by an herbivore or it's uh, infested by insects, it'll produce more oxalate because oxalate is toxic. It tastes horrible and the plant uses, ad, uses it as a defense mechanism. But these plants that contain a lot of oxalate, you know, dealing with the aluminum from the soils, if it gets into our bodies, it causes a lot of inflammation. Um, so we'd have to be careful with high uh, oxalate foods when we already have a ton of inflammation. We're dealing with a lot of heavy metals and a lot of toxins from all different uh, areas and sources. So we want to avoid foods like spinach, buckwheat, rhubarb. There are others. But I just want people to be aware of that when we have aluminum in soils with the low pH, you're going to have plants uh, that create oxalic acid. And you'll, you'll hear people talking about that. Also, um, oxalate can form kidney stones. So 80% of all kidney stones is actually calcium oxalate. And about 10% of those people are gonna be amenable to creating kidney stones. So these are some things people need to keep in mind when we're talking about aluminum. And I wanna mention that how you deal with it is increase uh, vitamin B6 and magnesium, which helps to process, process the oxalic acid and break it down in the body. And also it, it just behooves you to potentially have an elimination diet. If you have problems with inflammation, such as, uh, you know, the classic uh, symptoms are fatigue or brain fog, insomnia or aches and pains. So it creates a lot of inflammation in the human body. So now we get on to the good stuff, sources of aluminum. Uh, when I looked into this, you know, the whole reason I got into aluminum after get, doing a book on mercury and mercury toxicity and detox is because for decades, I've been listening to people talk about uh, uh, chemtrails. And uh, I always wondered, I wanted to look into it. And so I, where do you go for information on chemtrails? Of course, you go to geoengineeringwatch.org and you you look at a video called The Dimming, created by Dane Wigginton, and I'm a big fan of his. I think he's pretty remarkable, the information that he is uh, 
uh, propelling out there into the media. And so what he's done is he rents this plane, he has a research team, he has specialized equipment, he flies through a chemtrail, samples it for nanoparticulates and finds out, lo and behold, big surprise here, uh, it contains aluminum hydroxide. So people are breathing aluminum hydroxide in from the chemtrails and it's um, a source of aluminum in the air. Of course, the aluminum settles to the ground, ends up in the soils, and then we get into a whole another problem with uh, the plants uptaking the aluminum and the aluminum gets passed on and concentrated in in different types of animals and they have to deal with the same way uh, that the plants do. So that's the first thing. Yeah, do, do we get a lot of it through vaccines as well? Oh, we do. I'm going to get onto that and it's a specialized form. So okay. what happens is when the aluminum as an adjuvant is in a vaccine, it's injected into the muscle. Uh, we have white blood cells that will come in and, and engulf or ingest that aluminum and carry it around to different parts of the body. It creates an inflammatory response. The inflammatory response that it creates is known as a Th2 pathway. And that Th2 pathway creates incredible amount of inflammation, but does not provide an added advantage in terms of increasing immunity against a disease. It just creates a ton of inflammation. Now, the definition of an adjuvant is supposed to work with the attenuated virus or with the dead virus and increasing the immunity against this particular disease. But aluminum just creates this, goes haywire, creates this TH2 pathway, creates a lot of inflammation, and then winds up being detrimental and winds up hurting people. Why, you know, why do they put, because they banned putting mercury in, mm -hmm. which is really yes. great, but why now do they have to put aluminum in? Well, they will tell you they have to put aluminum in because they have to create inflammation. And if they, you know, super over uh, inflammate uh, the human body, they're thinking that the immune system is going to be bolstered or boosted to the point where it's going to be able to provide a lot of protection, but it's actually the opposite of what happens. The inflammatory pr process creates all, all, all kinds it's of bad. issues. Yeah, it just creates... inflammation is just terrible. That's why C60 is so amazing because mm -hmm. C60 works hundreds of times better than anything else at just reducing inflammation. Right. But what we're talking right now is getting rid of the source of that inflammation. Right. So to take aluminum out of the human body, it's we're going to get into something called orthosilicic acid, which is found in mineral water waters. And also you can make your own synthetic uh, silica water. Um, there's a, a research scientist by the name of Dr. Dennis Krauss, and he's got YouTube videos where you can actually make a synthetic orthosilicic mineral water and drink that three times a day and get rid of the aluminum. The aluminum, not only from these sources we're talking about, uh, you're going to ingest with food and water, but also from the aluminum in the vaccines. And unfortunately, the aluminum really doesn't serve any function other than to create excessive amounts of inflammation to cause problems. Because if you have an attenuated virus that you're injecting in a person's body, it creates a Th1 pathway, which actually increases the good inflammatory markers known as interleukin, interferon, and actually boosts and bolsters the immune system to not only provide protection against that particular virus that's been injected, but also other types of illnesses that are related to that. So it really um, provides additional effects of increasing immunity against other diseases. So that's so the what story. Is of the, Go ahead. Yeah. What is the deal with the silicon water then? Is it a high pH value water mm -hmm. or with that you put something in or what is it specifically? Uh, the, the ortho acid in the mineral water is simply silica 
uh, in a particular form, and it's simple enough that silica contains oxygen and hydrogen, so it's labeled orthosilicic acid. And it's found, it's found in certain mineral waters, such as the Fiji water, but you can't find anywhere where I live in Boquete. It's all gone because people are using it to get rid of their aluminum, probably from the vaccines. But also, all this information has really just recently come out in terms of these books and these research papers within the past couple of years. So people are switched on to it and they want to get rid of their aluminum. They don't want to get Alzheimer's disease. They know the how dangerous it is. So what happens is there you can find this orthosilicic acid in a variety of different mineral waters. But you really have to read the ingredients on there and look at the mineral profile. And you want to get uh, a mineral water with an orthosilicic acid content of somewhere around 45. It's actually listed somewhere as a silica. Um, so silica would typically be in like, you know, between 50 and 100 milligrams per liter. And that's effective drinking it continually throughout the day. Now, somebody who has a lot of aluminum and is suffering from the symptoms of Alzheimer's would typically need to drink that throughout the day, three or four times a day uh, for months at a time to reverse the symptoms of Alzheimer's as they're dumping the aluminum as the silica is binding with the aluminum, removing from the brain. And you're basically going to get rid of it through urination and sweat. So engaging in sweat therapies and drinking a lot of filtered purified water is going to be the way to get rid of aluminum, whether no matter what form it is, and get rid of it out of the body so then you can recover from the symptoms of Alzheimer's. So that's how, that's the story of aluminum and vaccine. And that's the basic story of getting rid of the, of, of the aluminum out of the body through, through by using just ingesting orthosilicic acid mineral waters, whether that be from a commercial product, which can get kind of pricey, you know, it's going to be like two or three dollars a liter, or it's synthetic water, which you can make very cheaply. Uh, it's very simple to make by using uh, sodium silicate and then the sodium bisulfate. And they're added at certain procedures. It's a simple cookbook it's chemistry. Cheap. It is super cheap and it's very effective. And you can thank Dr. Dennis Krauss, who uh, basically looked at all the data from the blue zones and created, he's a chemist, uh, graduated from Harvard that old bit. And uh, he's the guy who uh, basically gives the, the, the basic recipe, it's like baking a cake, um, to make the, the silica water, which is then going to chelate the aluminum. Remember, uh, silica has a thing for aluminum, whether it's out in the soils, whether it's in a plant, whether it's in our body, same thing. It's going to bind aluminum as a hydroxy aluminum silicate. And that body's going to be able, once it's found, the body's going to be able to remove that through the kidneys and through sweat therapies. I've always been a big fan of sweat therapies. It works extremely well in getting rid of a ton of trash from the human body, including unmetabolized prescription drugs, uh, coincidentally, that are water soluble. Wow. Really yeah. dump a lot of junk. Well, okay. And, and this is aluminum really can be tied back to so many problems like autism. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what, what do you say? I mean, you already talked about Alzheimer's. What are all the problems that we're finding that aluminum is really causing? Uh, primarily what happens is, as I mentioned, and I can't say this enough, is any, in, according to the peer-reviewed scientific journals, uh, injected aluminum or aluminum taken into the body, 85% ends up in the brain. What happens is it ends up in areas of the hippocampus and the frontal cortex. It attaches to the myelin of the neurons it creates an inflammatory process where the body recognizes the myelin sheath attached to the neurons 
as inflammatory and a, and a danger. And so the, the immune system then attacks it and destroys the myelin sheath and you develop multiple sclerosis. On the other hand, uh, the aluminum attaches to something called a beta amyloid protein. Uh, it basically destroys the protein and it just it reduces its functionality and creates a, what we call a plaque. And if we go into the brains of people who have died from Alzheimer's, you'll find the highest concentration of aluminum is directly in the center of the amyloid uh, the beta amyloid plaque. And so when you see these uh, destroyed beta amyloids and we see the tau proteins that have been disfigured and they form what we call neural fibrillary tangles, which is basically a dead nerve cell, okay, dead, dead nerve fibers. Uh, this is the, the dead giveaway. This is the big signal that telling you know, this is Alzheimer's disease and aluminum is always directly right in the center of that. Uh, the, the whole research started back in 1965 accidentally. Scientists were looking at antibodies in vaccines, I think it was. And so they injected some uh, aluminum containing vaccine into the brain, I think of a, a rat or an experimental animal. And what they found out to their surprise was that they formed all these amyloid, beta, beta amyloid plaques and they destroyed nerve tissue. And sure enough, this experimental an animal develop, develops Alzheimer's type symptoms. And so from there, people started looking into it more and more. And they discovered sure enough, this heavy metal aluminum gets in and destroys nerve tissue. And then uh, from there, went on to look at the different sources of aluminum. And so I'll get back, I'll get into that now, talking about the rest of the sources we've spoken about, chemtrails. Well, sure. well like, but it also causes autism. It also mm -hmm. causes reduction in sperm count. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into that. <laughs> oh, I just, wanted, I just wanted to hear about, you know, just kind of all the things aluminum can do bad to your body. And then we mm -hmm. can go a little bit more into the sources. Sure. But I mean, just kind mm -hmm. of a laundry list of... Um, you know, can cause autism. And so mm -hmm. is there anything else besides sperm count, which is also a reduction in population? Right, what else right. can it do? Okay, so uh, we mentioned Alzheimer's, you talked about autism. Um, and uh, that's certainly um, up there in terms of uh, the toxicities and the diseases and the symptoms it can produce. Also, it can cause problems with uh, cardiovascular disease because it inhibits the use of stored fat and glucose for energy. So it's been associated with creating cardiovascular disease. It's also incredibly toxic to the point where it can cause cancer. It can have a genotoxic effect and, and uh, cause mutations in genes. And of course, as I already mentioned, it can cause osteoporosis. Uh, aluminum can take the place of calcium in bones, creating weaker bones, adding to the problems of the hip fractures. Uh, and demineralizing bones and, and uh, generally osteoporosis. So those are the big things. Also, it can attach to ATP and cause problems with uh, energy. And so that's always the, you know, all these things that I study over so many years, it all comes back to the very similar things, interrupting metabolism, interrupting energy production with ATP, causing inflammation to neurons, uh, causing insomnia by interfering with neurotransmitters. The aluminum can decrease and also oxalic acid can decrease neurotransmitters in the brain, causing problems with depression and causing problems uh, with insomnia. And so that can also happen. A ton of things. Now, they know this, don't they? Of course. Uh, so really uh, what happens is, I don't know, I find that uh, they're brainwashed, the, the standard MD 
unless he's experiencing an enlightenment experience state at one point in time, he's going to be brainwashed into believing that the only way to deal with chronic disease is going to be prescription drugs or some form of chemotherapies or, or it's going to be a, a surgery of some sort. And they're automatically brainwashed to thinking that anything outside of this is going to be counterproductive and ineffective. And it's just a bunch of crazy people doing crazy things. And yeah, so, where conspiracy theories quacks and, instead uh, right. of being, mm-hmm. no, we're, we're really trying to get healthy here. So right. <laughs> you talked about, and we're going to talk about how the body also works to do it, but you talked about the Fiji water. Mm-hmm. Um, what other, is it enough in the Fiji water to, mm-hmm. to, to like the, what you're saying, creating your own, but mm-hmm. does Fiji water have enough that it works and our other mineral waters have enough that it's at a high enough level that it works. Yeah, absolutely. Fiji water will work, but there's only so much Fiji water. We're completely been completely out of it for three months here. You can't find it anywhere because it's touted as being very high in orthosilicic acid. And yes, it does work. If you can drink it out continually through the day, it's been published. We reviewed scientific journals also in these research books written by these research professionals, these uh, PhDs. And these MDs uh, talk about how it's going to bind continually throughout the day. And over a period of months, you're going to be able to take out all the aluminum. So yeah, Fiji water works most definitely. But you really, I I tell my clients, take your uh, magnifying glass when you go into the supermarket and look at the different waters to see the amount of orthosilicic acid. You want want a higher one. You want like a 90, a 50 to a 90 or 100 milligrams per liter, but that's harder to find. It's going to be Fiji water, Volvic water, which is uh, water from France, from volcanoes, right? Um, uh, Volcanic origin, anyway. And um, it contains less orthosilicic acid, but it's still going to be effective at removing aluminum and binding it, forming the hydroxyaluminum silicate, which then is going to be taken out in the sweat and the urine. So yeah, it, it works very effectively, and that's the biggest thing. But we're also going to talk about sources of orthosilicic acid in the diet and the hydroxyaluminum silicate that the plants contain, which is known as a phytolith which is just basically a rock. And when we ingest plants that contain that silica, it's gonna bind aluminum in our system and it's going to take the aluminum out of our brain and allow us to excrete it through the sweat and the urine. We're gonna talk about the sources of uh, silica, the good sources of silica in our diet that are going to help us. Okay, well, let's move on to that then. What are the good sources in our diet? Primarily, okay, so if you go on the internet and you say, well, uh, aluminum detox, what am I gonna do? And the, and the internet will churn out green beans. And so I look at green beans and lo and behold, they are rich in silica, 2.5 milligrams per 100 grams of product. And they have a 50% absorption. You always have to look at the percent absorption when you're looking at the content of uh, orthosilicic acid because you wanna make sure it's absorbed in the body and key and has the ability to chelate the aluminum. So one of the best sources of silica is in, in vegetables is gonna be green beans. A couple other ones are gonna be your whole oats. And that has a 50% absorption rate as well. If you have um, oatmeal in the morning. Yes, but it's going to have to be the whole oats containing the outside fibrous part because that's where your silica is. Same thing okay. with potatoes. Uh, potato skins have the uh, orthosilicic acid and the silica and barley, the same thing. It's the outer shell. So and it's so, the skin of the potato. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, also beer, believe it or not, is some types of beers are very high in orthosilicic acid. Because of the barley? Acid. Right. 
right? The grains contain silica, the, the plants store the silica in, in silica rich soils. So that's a great um, way to get that into your diet. It's always gonna come back to vegetables. Uh, the vegetables have 64 times the antioxidants as uh, other food processed foods or meats or, and so on. So it always comes back to eating your vegetables which increase glutathione. It provides silica for chelating the, the aluminum. Uh, it, it has uh, glutathione, which we're going to talk a lot about today. Uh, eating vegetables uh, in your regular in your diet is going to provide 35 milligrams of glutathione. So a lot of people don't probably realize that, but you can get glutathione uh, from your diet, from vegetables, as well as from certain types of proteins. Animal proteins contain the three amino acids that form glutathione, which of course are glutamate and glycine and, and acetylcysteine are primarily animal proteins. That's where I have um, the greens that I sell. It's in uh, pill form. It also includes vitamin D. It's not that expensive for greens mm -hmm. because it's so hard. It's like $30 mm -hmm. or something, $36 for the month. And it's so hard to get all your fruits and vegetables in, especially your vegetables. It's just so hard. And so even if you're a good vegetable eater, supplementing with that can be really effective, organic um, greens. Yeah, it is. Um, here in Panama, we say you absolutely cannot find any organic vegetable because the excessive use of glyphosate. We're going to yeah, find wow. out eventually as I'm getting more into glyphosates and starting to do podcasts on that, that the glyphosate is a, a heavy metal chelator and it causes excessive problems because it takes the place of glycine and proteins. So when we get into this, we're going to find the whole story is rather twisted and hard to believe. But um, we get into this, we find out that it's very hard to find uh, vegetables that are truly organic and don't contain some trace of chemical. But you got to try. Absolutely. You got to try. It's better. It's and you're going you're gonna to have the silica. You're going to have the, the vegetable. It, it's going to help your body. Even if it has traces of it, it's going to be better than what you can just get normally. Right, and I was gonna suggest people start growing their own as I'm doing here, obviously I have a PhD in agriculture so I can help people grow plants organically and we can deal with mineral deficiencies in the plants and, and you can actually fertilize with silica it can increase plant growth by 20%. Oh, so you could get like a magnesium silicate or you get a, a silica spray and you spray it on the leaves and the plants will absorb that. And a plant that has access to minerals will absorb even in excessive amounts what we call luxury metabolism, but it will absorb it. And when you eat these plants, they contain more minerals in soils that have the minerals, they will absorb, including silica, and that further uh, enables you to get rid of the aluminum out of your diet. Um, anyway, so I wanted to go over some of these other sources quickly. Uh, there's some of them are super important. Uh, aluminum cookware, believe it or not, you can get aluminum cookware here still in Panama in some of these hardware stores. Uh, and that's artisanally made by these local people and they don't understand how dangerous it is. But you can get uh, 125 milligrams into your body um, by using aluminum cookware per meal. I mean, that's just per, per, per meal, mm. per sample. So that is one big, big, big no-no. If you're using aluminum cookware every day, you're gonna get Alzheimer's in a matter of probably months at the very least. Uh, the other one is tap water. Aluminum sulfate is used to get rid of particles out of our water. So 50% of all the water in the United States contains at least 0.1 milligram per liter of aluminum from the use of aluminum sulfates. Now, in the scientific literature, as I uh, like to point out whenever I can, you're going to find that these studies blatantly and apparently show that 0.1 milligrams per liter of aluminum in water is directly related to developing Alzheimer's. There's no doubt about that. 
And even the hardcore skeptics even have to say, okay, we've got 10 studies. They're a decade long. They're from four countries. And eventually people have to say, yeah, you know, aluminum water is directly going to be causing Alzheimer's disease. And the good news is you can filter it out. It's fairly easy to filter out with activated carbon and ion exchange resins. These are your Brita type uh, cartridge filters can remove aluminum. So everybody really has to get the aluminum out of their water. And at the same time, you're going to be removing all the other contaminants. Most of our water, for instance, 70, I think it's something like 70% of all water in the United States now has traces of glyphosate because of there's billions and billions of pounds being used. And so um, it's important to get filtered water. Yeah, and I've noticed I have high pH value water. Mm -hmm. I, I strip out the heavy metals and then mm -hmm. I also um, have hydrogen in it, mm -hmm. which works great with C60. And I've really noticed a huge difference in my, my with the combination of C60 and the water, mm -hmm. I've really noticed uh, my system works so much better. Mm -hmm. My yeah. just the ability to mm -hmm. you know, process food. Right, you, you're going to find you can't have a detox protocol, no matter what, what we're talking about, no matter what toxin, without good filtered water. You have to drink a lot of water to get all the trash out of your system. Okay, two more, two more important sources of aluminum. One would be medicines. Uh, this has got to be one of the biggest antacid tablets. It's been estimated that 30% of all people in the modern world are going to suffer from some sort of acid reflux disease. And they're going to take 25% of those people. And by now we're talking about 100 million people are going to take an antacid as a chewable tablet. And for each tablet that you're going to take, you're going to get 500 milligrams of aluminum. So oh my gosh. The, yeah, I know nobody, nobody knows about that. Nobody well, talks now, about that. But what does the acid reflex come from? Is it, does yeah. aluminum cause acid reflex? I mean, is it causing no. it? And then you're getting more when you're trying to fix it or what? It's, it's going to be some of it's genetically related. A lot of it's mineral deficiencies, the inability to, uh, to form acids at the right point in time. A lot of it's diet related, poor diets cause all these different problems. Okay. And so when they take more aluminum, complicated, yeah, unfortunately, uh, when they take uh, aluminum in these antacid tablets, it's in the form of aluminum hydroxide, aluminum acetates, and so on. And what happens when you're taking in that 500 milligrams per tablet, a lot of times people are just eating handfuls. Well, 85% uh, is going to end up in your brain. And it says directly on the package, you know, don't take my word for it, read it. It's going to say directly on the label, it, taking too many of these tablets is going to cause neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's. So people don't need to take my word for it. Go ahead and pick up the, the label and have, have a look at it. You're right. There's a lot of, what can people do instead of these antacid? Because people really suffer from that. It's a, it's a debilitating situation. Okay. Here, what I've can got, they do? I've got a guy who deals with that and I've cured him of it. And that's going to be through Rife technology using quantum entanglement and what we call using remotes. Now that's beyond what we're going to talk about today, but there, there are answers. Also, it's important, your diet and also mineral deficiencies. And we can talk about mineral deficiencies directly related to aluminum. How do you find out if you have aluminum? Well, you're going to get a hair test. You're going to take about a tablespoon of untreated hair. It could be body hair. Uh, generally not from the underarm because you're if you're applying aluminum deodorants which we're going to talk about in a minute uh, you're going to have aluminum in the hair so we don't want that so you want uh, uh, unprocessed or sorry untreated hair such as what be from your scalp or could be from your body as long as it's not treated with colorants 
or bleached or something. And you send that in, you pay a fee, you fill out a form, and they send you a mineral profile. Now, what the mineral profile is going to tell you if there's some minerals in your, in your body that are too high and some that are too low. Now, this goes back to Andrew Cutler in the 80s, Dr. Andrew Cutler, and he talked about deranged mineral transport. It sounds complicated, but it, what it means is there in your blood, there's some uh, metals that are too high and some are too low. And this is caused by uh, heavy metals themselves taking the place of the good metals. And so the body tries to contend with this by absorbing more and trying to deal with it, but it really can't until you get rid of the heavy metals. Now, when you begin detox through a sweat therapies, liposomal glutathione and intestinal binders, like what mentioned zeolites, the body enters into an excretory phase and starts dumping all of these heavy metals, hopefully throughout through the sweat, urine and gastrointestinal tract, which is where 80% of all your mercury is gonna go. And once that happens, the heavy metals will come into the blood and they'll be represented more in the hair sample. So as you detox, although you'll see these minerals in your blood that are all over the place and it looks disturbing, and then you over to the right, you'll see another graph uh, that maybe has no heavy metals in the hair. And that just means that they're being sequestered and stored in your tissues. And they won't come out into the blood until you begin to excrete from your blood. And then the body starts going in into the uh, detox phase and starts taking the heavy metals out of the tissues, putting them into the blood and that's when you start dumping them through the liver and through the sweat therapies and some through the urine. But until you do that, you won't see those heavy metals come out in the hair sample. But what we're starting to see, and I've been talking to my associates in various countries, we're starting to see aluminum becoming the predominant heavy metal in people's hair samples. And so, of course, when they see that, you're going to know that there's problems already with the good metals in the body because aluminum takes the place of things like calcium and iron. And when it takes the place of iron, it could be transferred to an enzyme like transferrin and passed right in through the, the blood-brain barrier where normally it doesn't have a hard time getting through. And then it gets attached to the neurons and it stays there, much like the iron does. does. And the Sorry? iron, the iron does. The aluminum will because it gets transferred oh, the, with, an, aluminum. Okay. with an iron protein. Okay, the, the iron brings in the aluminum and then the aluminum tax. Because that's what, mm -hmm. when I um, covered this before, the the iron, there was a problem with the mercury attaching the iron, getting in your brain, and that's what was causing the autism. Right. So, yeah, attach, it's always the heavy metal attaching to the nerve fibers, right, causing, causing um, the inflammation. Uh, marking it so that the body begins attacking it in the autoimmune uh, disorders sort of thing. So um, also that, so uh, the biggest source of aluminum uh, outside of all that, what we talked about is going to be from your processed foods. You'll take in 24 milligrams of aluminum per day through your processed foods. And so processed foods such as powdered mixes, um, you know, uh, cheap cheeses on pizzas and um, also your pancake mixes, uh, Milk powders, baby foods contain a lot of aluminum. So if you're eating whole foods, you're getting half that, about 10 milligrams normally through plant sources. But if you're taking processed foods, you're getting a lot more. Tea can be higher in aluminum because it tolerates a lot of aluminum. And so it, it does, huh? Yeah, well, it sure How does. do you, because, you know, I drink a lot of green tea, yeah, yeah. green ginger tea. Uh -huh. I have a doctor of Western medicine that has come on quite a bit. And she says green tea is the best thing to drink. Yep. Now you're saying, what do you need to do to make sure that it doesn't have that aluminum in it? Well, uh, the good news is that uh, when you make an infusion of the tea leaves, 
only a certain amount of aluminum is going to get into that infusion that you drink. And generally it's still a minor source compared to the things we've already talked about. This is still a minor source, unless you're drinking liters and liters of tea a day. Okay, so the benefits outweigh the, the risk. Right, you're gonna get a few talking about that. At, at the okay. most, you're gonna get a few milligrams of, of aluminum from tea, but just be uh, mindful that tea will absorb aluminum from soils. Same thing with soybeans. Soybeans have a tendency to tolerate a lot of aluminum uh, and they're growing on acid soils. They'll absorb a lot of aluminum and you will get aluminum from soybeans. And again, gonna be minor unless you're eating a ton Okay, soybeans. but if okay. you're detoxing your mm -hmm. aluminum, mm -hmm. um, then the green tea is going to be way more beneficial because the mm -hmm. ginger is mm -hmm. really important for your um, the digestive system, and so uh -huh. is the green. The green tea is just really important for you. Yeah. So that's why I drink it every single day. Yeah. But um, mm -hmm. okay. So also, if you have the so remember the orthosilicic acid is going to bind any uh, aluminum in your gut. So if you have that and it's, it's going around in your system, it will absorb, it will pick up that aluminum, take it out of your body. So not only does it prevent aluminum from attaching to tissues, it will also pull the aluminum out of the tissue. So it's pretty amazing. And it's a lot of good news with this podcast. It wasn't so much with the mercury, but for aluminum, there's a lot of good news. And the last couple of sources that we need to cover, uh, aluminum and antiperspirants, antiperspirants are yeah, worth 80, $80 billion a year. You'll typically get 70 milligrams of aluminum when you apply aluminum antiperspirants. It is linked to breast cancer, especially in the quadrant of the breast uh, closest to the underarm. There are uh, no aluminum deodorants available that work very well. I use them. And if you're applying aluminum, there are that oh, there yeah. are or there are not. There are. You okay, can I buy, thought you said there were not. Okay, good. Yeah, you can buy deodorants that don't have any aluminum, no parabens and all these crazy chemicals yep, they put yep. in there and they work just as well. They're good. People are getting around and it's all comes down to dollars. When you put your dollars into certain products, the industry follows. The industry just wants money. Exactly. S spend it and, and ye shall come. So um, the, the, the breast cancer is definitely associated with the aluminum in certain areas of the breast. So if you're applying aluminum-based deodorants two or three times a day, you're going to increase the rest of the rate of breast mm -hmm. cancer unless you're really good getting rid of it. And the last thing finally is sunscreen containing aluminum. You can get uh, exposed to 200 milligrams of aluminum per application of sunscreen. And so you, you want to limit the amount of sunscreens used or, or sunscreens that don't contain aluminum. Um, and so you can get a hold of these now. And you got to be careful with sunscreen right. anyways, because you want to get your vitamin D. So when, when the dermatologists are saying always wear sunscreen, well, you're not getting your vitamin D naturally right. either. So you, right. you, you've got to be careful about that. So how that works is when you get out of the sun, you're going to get enough. So you develop a like a light pink color to your skin, which is going to be the maximum benefit to produce vitamin D without giving you a burn. And over time, you'll develop more melanin in the skin and so on. And again, your skin gets a little bit darker and you need a little bit more sun. But that's how to do it to develop vitamin D for people who have light skin like yours truly. Uh, my ancestors uh, came from uh, Northern Europe, didn't have access to a lot of sun. So I'm in Panama. So I don't really use sunscreen unless I absolutely have to. And then it's a one, that's one that doesn't contain aluminum. Also important to point out that coconut oil or avocado oil will give you two to three times protection. Um, oh, that, good. And so does C60, by the mm -hmm. way. Okay. C60 is an amazing sunscreen. Okay. So there you go. So that's most of the story about aluminum toxicity, how to get it out of the body, how it gets into your body, uh, the particular diseases associated with uh, where we're going to uh, get it into our diet. Well, so I got to correct that. C60 uh, helps shield you from the negative effects, the free radicals and the negative effects of the sun. 
mm-hmm. not the vitamin D aspect. So it, it gives you the bonus of both. But anyways, keep going. Okay. So the final thing is, that, is an amazing thing I just have to add, and that is the study of the blue zones. Now, if you've read the blue zone, I think the guy's name is Dan Buettner. Uh, he wrote a book on the blue zone. What is a blue zone? Well, blue zone are areas in the, in the world on the planet where people live past 100 at an extraordinary yeah. number. So, you know, people are curious. They went in there and said, you know, what are you people doing that you have so many old people here that are living and doing well? And what they found out is that originally they thought, well, it's the relationships that they have with their family. It's some of the calcium, the magnesium in the water. Uh, maybe it's related to they have a purpose in life. All these old people who get out there and they do their thing and they have a purpose. Well, there's actually a ton more to the story. What's really going on that's twice as important is that there's orthosilicic acid in the water. Now they measured in one study, they measured 12 different elements in the water that people were drinking. They only found that the silica, the orthosilicic acid was the important thing causing people to live so old. And then, you know, the higher the, the orthosilicic acid in the water, the longer that people were living and the more of what they call the blue zone effect uh, that people were experiencing. So some of this data involved with these people living in these areas and they're all over the world. There's one in Costa Rica and there's one in the islands off in the Mediterranean and so on. So they're in various areas, but it's always associated with this mineral water containing orthosilicic acid. And they went in and they studied this scientifically, collected the data. And what they found out is that there's an 80% decrease in arteriosclerosis for people living in the blue zone compared to people living outside of the blue zone. Mm. So if you live in the United States, there's a five times higher chance of being affected by heart disease compared to the the blue zoners drinking the orthosilicic acid. And the fact is, we haven't mentioned this, but silica is very good for connective tissue. It decreases wrinkles on the skin and it increases the elasticity of the arteries, which is what's helping people have such really good arteries and and, uh, preventing arteriosclerosis. Another data fact that's almost hard to believe is that people have a seven times higher chance of developing prostate cancer uh, living outside the blue zone compared to people living in the blue zone. And this is just crazy. But what wow. happens is when you're when you're chelating all the aluminum, and aluminum is uh, carcinogenic, and absolutely so, it has that benefit. Uh, people living on the island of Icaria have fifty uh, percent the rate of heart disease compared to Americans, which don't live in the blue zone. I don't think we. I think we have one blue zone. It's out with the Adventists, Ad, Ad, Adventists, Adventists. Uh, sorry, who live out in California and they have a really good diet and they drink silica water. Um, also, one last thing is breast and prostate. Pro- prostate cancer rate is 80% less for people living in the blue zone compared to people living outside the blue zone. So these are some of the pieces of data and some of the facts that are absolutely mind-blowing when we're talking about water. And I come up with the, uh, the expression. Well, water is water is like the source of life. It connects all of us. There's more about water and memory and all sorts, but keep going. Okay. Yeah. So I come up with the idea that let let water be that medicine. You know, you remember Hippocrates saying, well, let food be the thy medicine. You know what? What I'm finding out is let water be thy medicine because water is going to be able to do so much for you in terms of detoxification that you really can't do without it. You can't do with it without a good source of water. Yeah. And zeolites in water, that's the zeolite spray. And mm-hmm. I wish there was more showing about how it gets hard metals out of the brain. I, there's a lot of research showing how it gets it out of the gut. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, but the stuff I'm using is helps to get it out of the brain, Mm -hmm. but we just need more research to, to verify that. Whereas Mm -hmm. it does work to get it out of the gut for sure. That's why people Mm -hmm. see so many benefits from it. 
but yeah, it's a water-based solution as well. Right. I, I want to talk about graphene oxide because right. that's these a-holes for lack of a better word. Sure. And there's all sorts of other words that I would say, but I can't because it's a family show. It's sure. not really a family show, but I try to be clean. I understand. <laughs> the, the, the graphene oxide is in these darn vaccines. Mm -hmm. And my understanding is it's also been in other flu vaccines for a while. Right. They are using it as a, a transport for medicines now. Mm -hmm. It right. probably does, you know, the research shows that it helps um, create the absorption of the medicines, but it also is allows us to be more vulnerable to frequency because it magnifies the frequency in our bodies. It carries the current and it carries it throughout our body. It allows us to be a node on the internet, essentially. I mean, they're, they're working towards that point, but the graphene oxide is essentially a, a frequency carrier. And it is, it makes people vulnerable to new types of bioweapons, which is, is very much the concern that we have because and I have a study that I'm going to be publishing soon on how graphene oxide is uh, a means for not only putting you as a node on the internet and connecting all of us to it, which is what their goal is, is to, right. you know, the transhumanism agenda, mm -hmm. but also to be able to modulate us and affect us by frequency in a much more efficient manner, which is what this graphene oxide does. So we want to get this crap out of our body mm -hmm. and you, I mean, this is one of the things I really wanted to give to people. And now I'm hearing aluminum, which I've always known the other hard metals are bad, but we got to get the other ones out too, but there's an immediate need to get this graphene oxide out because I believe they're going to be using it for bioweapon um, and manipulation. So what mm -hmm. do we do to get this crap out of our bodies? Okay, first thing I got to say is that you're going to go about getting graphene oxide out of your body the same way you go about getting the rest of the garbage that we intake our intake into our bodies. Some of it we know about, a lot of it we don't. But the big thing we'll come up with uh, right now is that when you look at the research coming out of La Quinta Columna, uh, these guys are really the biggest source of information on how graphene is taken out of the body by N-acetylcysteine and glutathione. If you look on Amazon, of course you can't get N-acetylcysteine anymore. And I looked that up and I thought it was so insane. You know, one of the biggest supplements for detox, you can't get it on the biggest buying uh, uh, internet site in the world. And I thought- the NAC what? you're talking about, right? right? NAC. And that NAC is a precursor for your body developing glutathione. So it. it helps your body increase it. It's one of the things on, that Dr. Joe and I put on the solutions document is that you really need NAC, but there are other places we can get it, just not from Amazon. We're correct. So when I saw that, I knew, you know, heads up, light, light on, here you go. Yeah, uh, if, they're, if, they're if they're saying, if they're banning it, then it really works. Right, I mean, they're blatant. You can say what you want about the dark side. They're always blatant, it's always apparent, it's always in your face for anybody who wants to know. And for some of us, the information is too much, but look, uh, the graphene uh, oxide is taken out by the N-acetylcysteine, whether it be through oral administration or through intravenous, same thing with glutathione, it's going to degrade and bind the graphene oxide, the glutathione is, and take it out of the body, largely probably through the gastrointestinal tract. And that's what the peer reviewed scientific journals state. I've looked for all the papers I could find. I've read them all that were available that made sense. 
for what we're talking about. And it's going to be your N-acetylcysteine and it's going to be your glutathione that breaks down and binds the graphene oxide and removes it from the body. Now, the issue here is that we know that the graphene oxide is a larger particle because these larger particle graphene oxides, such as 30 nanometers to 800 nanometers, ends up in the lung tissue. This is where the graphene oxide can be found. Now we can look at peer reviewed scientific journals that are published out there available on the internet. And we find that these larger particle graphene oxides injected into experimental animals always end up in the, in the lung, always cause lung inflammation, fibrosis, and then edema or swelling or filling up of the lung with fluid. So this is blatant once again and apparent. Cytokine storm it emulates you're, you're, it, it creates that, yeah. You got it. So the problem is that people need, as soon as they get that vaccine, is to work on getting the graphene oxide out. Because once it's in the lungs, it becomes a problem on several different levels. Number one, it gets much harder to remove once it's in the lung. How do you get rid of trash out of your lungs? Well, you're going to hack it up, and then half the time you wind up spitting it up, or you're going to swallow it again, and then the body has to deal with that on a different level, or uh, you're going to be whisked away and put into some ward in a hospital and nobody gets access to you. And there you're gonna get hooked up to machines which are gonna complicate the problem. And you're gonna have a hell of a time getting rid of that yes. uh, graphene oxide, which is attached to lung tissue. So the way to do this is to really build up your glutathione levels right? And build up your N-acetylcysteine in your blood, in your body. So when that graphene oxide, when the aluminum, where the mercury comes in, the body's going to take it and dump it. Remember, this detoxification game is an everyday thing. It's a marathon. It is not a sprint. So it's not one of those things, oh, well, I'll just detox for the weekend and the hell with it. I'll get rid of it. No, not really. What this is, is a daily application. It's a daily mindset where you're going to engage in sweat therapies, you're going to have a better diet, you're going to take your N-acetylcysteine, you're gonna dump the trash out of your system, you're gonna detox, build up your glutathione levels, increase antioxidants to turn on the genes that produce glutathione. Okay, our body produces glutathione primarily in the liver and that's what detoxifies us. So you have to keep in mind, you're gonna get it for your diet when you have a good diet and you're gonna make it in your body so the body can deal with this graphene oxide. The important thing to remember is you wanna dump it as soon as you get it because if it finds its way around into the lungs, it's gonna create scarring, it's gonna create it's a hard. demon swelling. Then you're gonna get, what are you gonna start coughing and hacking and then you're gonna get ill and then you're gonna be whisked off to the hospital. Yep. For instance, my brother and the hospital people don't know what the it's we're going to get a bunch of people that have no idea what to do with it. They absolutely don't. My brother-in-law right now is in the hospital dying from a vaccine. He's mm -hmm. had a stroke. He had a blood clot. Uh, the vaccine has caused uh, clotting of the blood. It got in his brain yes. and created a stroke. Now he has his lungs are filled up with fluid. I've seen the the x-ray and they don't know what to do. They, have no they don't idea. do any. They don't even give no. them C60 to deal no. with the inflammation. Nothing. They're not doing they're not Nothing. doing they're not giving them the, the zinc, you know, through ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine oh. they're not doing anything and these people they're deer in the headlights because they believe what they're told and it's right. so it's so asinine right. now will the um silica in the water also get rid of the graph because we know the graphene oxide because we know that glutathione is a natural chelator for our body mm -hmm. will the key one more thing before i get into that glutathione being a natural chelator for our body will it if you raise your glutathione levels, will it naturally get out of all hard metals or just graphene oxide and some others? Oh, no, it'll do aluminum as well. It Perfect. will definitely do aluminum. It'll do all of them, mercury, aluminum. Right. Okay. But you have, so, to you have to just have to remember that silica has got a thing going on. 
for aluminum and they really, okay. really bind okay. top so, really hard. Now, silica has a thing going on. It naturally binds to aluminum. Now, does silica help with graphene oxide or, or is it not like, um, like the glutathione does? You, you have to use your natural chelation system. You know what? We're going to find out that more and more things are going to come out by certain types of waters and the ability of the water to bind certain, certain toxins, uh, some of the minerals but that are in there. Are uh, we talking further research needs to be uh, developed to figure it out? Absolutely, because I just don't know the information is not out there. I mean, this water, this information, this research, these books have just come out in the past couple of years that are really talking about how to get rid of aluminum. So, uh, you know, the truth is, I just don't know. We don't know yet. The graphene oxide is this new bullshit that we're dealing with. Uh I just said that I was (laughs) going to be clean and not swear. So I'm sorry, guys. You know, sometimes it's just so hard because you just, I just want to use a swear word. It feels so much better when you talk about these, some of these people, but I can restrain and be cleaner than that. So I apologize. I have a great listener who contacted me and said, Sarah, I have a disabled child who are not, they're probably not even a child. They're an adult now Mm -hmm. who is, um, you know, mentally they're like a six-year-old and they watch all the shows with me. And so when you say a swear word, I, I, I just, I cringe because I don't want them hearing the swear word. And so that one email that they sent to me has mm-hmm. met, meant that I really do got to watch what I say. And I, that person, I, I hats off to you because yes, I, I need to keep my, uh, my language clean. So I apologize even for what I just said. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, totally, totally understand that. Uh, I do the same. Yeah. <laughs> Although like you, it's not easy to refrain because you see some of this stuff and it's really just shocking. Well, you want to say a swear word because it feels so good, but it doesn't, you know, for just that I would change up my language just for that one person, because if that was the only one that cared, it's still enough for me because that why I can, I can come up with other words. Right. And, mm-hmm. or I can get off the phone, get off of this and, and start beating the punching bag or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's right. other methods. Sure. But, sure. Okay. Now you have a book that's out that, mm-hmm. that analyzes all this. Now, did you include the graphene oxide in the book or is it just aluminum in your book? Just aluminum. I just dealt with the aluminum detox. I wanted okay. to, you know, just draw the Which line. And say, it's still great. Right. But I wanted to get you, out there. I but guess. you're also include. You're also going to be doing some research documents and some additional mm-hmm. um, addendums, or just on your website with some mm-hmm. graphene oxide. And I was, I remember you saying that. Can I get some copies of that because that's just so critical? And right. I will also mm-hmm. in that um, we have a research. Dr. Joe and I have something we put together for proven uh, sources to keep from getting sick. We need to talk a little bit in that about up in the glutathione why that's so important for detoxing the mm-hmm. graphene oxide and i was hoping that mm-hmm. you could help me a bit to uh change that so that we increase that because i want this to be an, a great source for all of these things and that's mm-hmm. one part even though i have nac on there i want to increase why nac is so important on this detoxing the graphene oxide right. and also i um i i'm going to create give you guys some resources on where to get nac with um, Amazon being such a hard place and people wanting to get it. But the other thing is I also want resources for people on how to get silica and make their own water. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Those uh, links are readily available. Those videos yes. are readily available. It's not hard Excellent. to make. I would suggest that people engage. I've made a ton of it. I give it to my, I sell it to my clients. Sometimes I just give it away to help them because once you get that hair test, you see the aluminum, you need to deal with it. It's pretty it's so toxic. It's so crazy. Uh, a couple other things we want to talk about graphene oxide before uh, we, before I forget is that graphene oxide is negatively charged. It's hydrophilic. So what happens is it binds to the positive charges on cell membranes, such as your blood cells, it, it uh, what we call coagulates the platelets. And these are large uh, coagulation. Uh, it's not so much agglutination, but coagulation particles, if you will, in the blood that causes the people to have strokes. So when graphene oxide gets into the blood, it, it attracts uh, positive particles. It, it's, remember, it's a heavy metal chelator. It will attach to the cell membranes of red blood cells. It'll attract platelets. It'll form uh, large coagulants. And this is what happens. It gets into the brain. It easily passes the blood-brain barrier. Uh, it can get into the brain and then it causes, that's how the strokes are caused. Um, so it's a heck of a thing. Uh, in the fact that it's negatively charged. Now, if you listen to Karen Kingston, she's got an awesome video with Stu Peters that really goes into the rather particulars and how the messenger RNA is put inside of a lipid, uh, a lipid globule, lipid capsule, and then it's covered with graphene oxide. So that it's pretty sticky and attaches to the cell membranes. It gets access into the cell. Uh, the lipid is dissolved. It delivers the contents of the messenger RNA and, and it makes that uh, spike protein. Well, yeah, and so when the graphene ahead. oxide is a, a transport for medicines, that's one of the reasons right. why they want to use it right. because it really, it, it is an effective transport. The problem is, it's toxic to humans. They're trying to figure out how not to make it toxic. They've been working uh -huh. on that. Uh -huh. um, but it also is a carrier for us being, you know, carry, carrier frequency. And that scares the hell out of me because once you have all that graphene oxide in your body, let's say you have a body that isn't as um, affected in the negative ways that we're talking about with graphene oxide and you're just become a, you can live with it then now you're a carrier for frequency. And I just, uh, they, now they can control your mind, your body, everything with frequency. And I know people, you know, people who haven't studied that think it's Yahoo, but it is not. This is very, very powerful technology. And it's very, very well studied on how they can manipulate you with frequency. And this is what graphene oxide will allow them to do. And we have to get this crap out of our bodies. Yeah, what you'll find out is that the smaller particles of graphene oxide, the ones that are like 10 to 30 nanometers, can be actually be filtered out by the kidney. And so the smaller the particle, the easier it is to get rid of. Also, the lower the concentration of the particle, the easier it is to get rid of. The higher concentration of graphene oxide can actually just start uh, destroying red blood cells and lead to tr such tremendous amounts of oxidation that it's just going to collapse the immune system and reduce your glutathione to nothing and you'll, it'll just kill you that way. Now, mentioning the the EMF, the electromagnetic radiation, uh, graphene oxide is going to absorb that. It's electrically conductive, it's magnetic, and it can just absorb that. It's the, it's the most effective mineral or whatever you call it, heavy metal that they can put in your body for transmitting frequency. 
in the world it is the highest it's very effective yeah um, back in the day i was looking at these millimeter wavelengths that uh, 5g is supposed to propel and you know they have to have all these little towers all the way around the place because the frequency the smaller waves just don't travel as far but they have to have more energy so all that increase in energy means well it's going to really charge up the graphene oxide and yes. who knows what it's going to do it's going to make it a more powerful oxidative agent and it's going to destroy destroying uh, stuff in the but tissues in the body and it's going to create a lot more oxidation and a lot more inflammation that's why c60 is so so important because it is the high, the best um anti-inflammation uh solution in the world by thousands of times and it also is a free radical vacuum cleaner mm -hmm. and so that's why nasa was using or is having it for their astronauts it is really really good stuff and and so it, it's just so important but we want to get rid of the source of the problem first i mean yeah, you always want to get rid of the source uh in addition to what we've already talked about neutrophils the white blood cells can identify identify the graphene oxide and create an inflammatory response they will engulf it just like they do the aluminum they create a net material which uh, which will help break down the, the graphene oxide. Uh, it, it's going to create a blood clot, but the glutathione and the N-acetylcysteine will help break down the blood clots and remove the graphene oxide. So white blood cells are also involved in, in getting rid of the graphene oxide. Okay. Well, I want to just get a plug in for Sherry Edwards as well, because she was the first one right away because she can hear hundreds of times better. She says, this is related to glutathione increase your glutathione levels and she's been right on from day one and that's what we're hearing from everybody before we end this please tell people where they can get a copy of your book okay just go to amazon and you look up aluminum detox i think it's the only book like this on the internet that specifically deals with the history of aluminum how it gets in our bodies and the sources and way to get it out of it uh you just go to amazon aluminum detox dr bill mcgraw and it comes up and it's very inexpensive and uh i'll probably eventually get onto further documents uh, dealing with detox graphene oxide definitely going to get into the glyphosate because believe it or not glyphosate is also involved in this mess because it like graphene oxide it's a heavy metal chelator and it's since it's every it's in every, almost what does it mean to be blood. a heavy Heavy metal chelator, because when I hear heavy metal, a lot of people think that means it detoxes. What does it mean to be a heavy metal chelator? Well, it's the insane part is that glyphosate was originally designed to be a heavy metal chelator to remove heavy metals from pipes and, and boilers. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then somebody decides, well, hey, wait a minute, it's killing plants. We can use it as a herbicide. And so they patented for that. And then they patented to become a orally administered antibiotic. And, I, and, the, and you just cringe when you hear that sort of madness. Because but it chelates, it gets rid of heavy metals mm -hmm. off of pipes and other mm -hmm. things. But then mm -hmm. for human beings, mm -hmm. it's not a chelator. It's the opposite of a chelator. Well, it's going to attach, it's going to attach the good metals in the body. Remember, metals are good too, right? The calcium, your zinc, your oh, copper. Oh, I see. So it, it, mm -hmm. it, it, it takes out the good metals, but, but yeah. it doesn't take out the bad ones. Mm. Well, no, I, you know, probably a, a small amount of both, but there's so many more good metals in the body compared to bad metals. And some of the crazy stuff that we're, that I hope you and I are going to get into eventually is that glyphosate takes the place of glycine. And I got a bad feeling when it 
Well, of course, it's known that it destroys the functionality of proteins when you make a protein out of amino acids that's composed of a glyphosate. And so the glyphosate causes inflammation and it's part of the crazy inflammatory story. Everything's inflammatory. Everything's about inflammation. You know, it's it, sad it, because it's like it's human beings learn enough to do something, but we're not smart enough to keep ourselves from being a problem. And then we have really nefarious characters that are smart enough, like, oh, this really Fs up humans. So let's put it out there and let's kill more of them. Well, what you find out is people are getting this vaccine, but I found out for two reasons. One is that they're really afraid that they're not going to be able to travel and do things. So they just yeah. get the vaccine and they, they have a blind eye. They turn a blind eye. They to trust the, the government enough. They, could, they aren't going to try to kill us. Right. And Well, I, I think their weird behavior, if that's not enough to give you great pause, mm -hmm. I don't know what else is. Well, I think there's some sort of brainwashing going on because what happens is people, when you have the raging liberal, their, their brains are, they've, they've lost the ability to think for themselves. They've lost the ability to objectively look at something and make a decision, a logical decision. Because when I approach people and say, look, why did you do this? Don't you understand? I get attacked. Well, you don't. And then there's just a total lack of cognition. There's a total lack of ability. Just basic. Yeah. I don't even know why it's a liberal democrat republic that is the dumbest right. thing as far as human beings are turning mm -hmm. into that why can't we just this is just rational just think a little bit mm -hmm. here this is just rational right. it's not right. i don't even know why it's political mm -hmm. but they've it, it to me it seems like people who don't have the ability to think are the ones doing it yeah absolutely it, it seems it seems like people with the weak minds that don't normally yes. make a stand and decide for themselves about certain things these are the people that don't really care or sort of wishy-washy about a lot of topics and they don't really get involved these are people that are going to be easily overcome by these i don't know if it's subliminal messages but it's definitely some sort of brainwashing because certain, is. certain people just lose the ability to use their brain oh yeah we'll just get a vaccine or oh well vaccines are going to be good and then you approach them with an idea that's contrary to what they're 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 compelled to believe and they just go their paradigm and they go and yep. they go nuts they can't discuss it yeah they can't discuss it it's the palato cave you're showing them the light and they don't want to see it okay so now the chance of amazon removing it is fairly high are you going to have it available on your website and sure. what is your website uh yeah i'll put it on my website people have, have contacted me before with my mercury book and say look um, amazon says it's unavailable and i just chuckle i have a big chuckle and say well yeah i'll, I'll sell you the book uh so my website is new aqua tech panama.com so it's n-e-w-a-q-u-a-t-e-c-h-p-a-n-a-m-a.com if you just look up dr bill McGraw, my articles come up the videos and uh, you know my research papers and everything comes up and so you go there and you'll see links with my books and all my uh, my podcasts and, and the interviews and all that other fun stuff so i will find a way to get the information to these people, whether it be through you or wherever way I can do it. I will find a way to help people. That's why I'm here on this planet. And I do that, that's what I do for my clients. I spend endless hours talking to them and educating them about what's going on and how they can heal themselves. And I've been very, we'll have to do eventually a, uh, a podcast on Rife Technology because it's an absolute mind blower. Yeah, I know. Rife Technology is the future of medicine. Absolutely. Frequency is the future of medicine. Absolutely. Rife is, a, is one method for getting it or is a means of getting it into the body. Mm -hmm. And, but frequent, I've said that I've done a lot of shows on frequency. I know that frequency is, is really the future and they're going to, 
They're using it against us in bioweapons mm -hmm. frequency and mind control. Mm -hmm. And half of the weapons that they're now creating is all frequency based. We need to get on board with this on how to protect our bodies mm -hmm. with frequency because it's being used against us. So, right. you know, right. it's time. Sure. So, okay. Well, thank you so much, Bill, for joining the program. Mm -hmm. I really, really appreciate it. There was a ton of information shared. So I hope people got a lot out of this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just say, you know, thank you so much for joining the program. Uh, thank you very much for having me. It's been a blast and I look forward to coming back. Absolutely. Talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye.